This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This morning I want to talk about mindsets. <laughs> Why did the Bible say unto him that is able to do a seriously abundantly above all we ask or imagine? Imagine. Imagination in the school of the spirit is more than thoughts. One of the reasons why God destroyed the then war, Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. The Bible says that God saw that the imagination of man was wicked continually. Thoughts are not ordinary before God. They are raw materials for fabricating something tangible. In other words, thoughts are as tangible as physical things before God. Nebuchadnezzar stood and he said that, Is this not the Babylon I built with my mind? It came from his heart and right there he became an animal. Maybe when Christians start getting to know that God hears what to say in your heart, you will pay attention to what goes on inside and what goes on outside. Our thoughts are open in heaven. That is the meaning of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. The word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing asunder into division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. And the Bible said there is no creation hidden in the sight. All things are open in the eyes of the one that we have to do with. And then the Bible talks about the word being the discerner of thoughts and intents of hearts. Your life proceeds not from God. It proceeds from you. That's what the Bible says. Eternity is written in the hearts of men. God has released his plans into your spirit. You don't have two spirits. You are the only spirit dwelling in your human spirit. So there's just one spirit in you. And because the Holy Spirit dwells in your spirit and he has become one with your spirit. The plans of God are already inside your spirit. Ah. Satan is wicked. See, this weapon, this is why I started by saying that this great weapon, the devil will see to it. You know, the title of what we are talking about is warfare. That you don't get it right. Because this is the greatest warfare. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Deliverance will not make you free except for a while. And this is how it works. Any demon that somebody helps you to check out might come back again. For the unclean spirit, when he leaves the man, will go around seeking for a place. But any demon that you check out by yourself. That's what the Bible said that it shall come to pass. That the body shall be removed from thy shoulders. That ten, and the yoke be destroyed from your neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed by the anointing. 
That's how people quote it. But the Bible said, because of the anointing, there are two different things. If I minister deliverance to you, you are being delivered by the anointing. But because of the anointing means that there is a system in you that makes it impossible for yoke to stay on you. Did you get that? There is a system in you. It's in place. The system ensures that no shackle stays on your neck. And that is God's plan. He does not want victory to come from outside. People don't know how much God trivializes outside stuff. Mark 7.15. It's a short message this morning. Mark 7.15. Look, look at what Jesus said in Mark 7.15. It shows you God's way. How God looks outside. There is nothing. What is mean of nothing? Nothing means nothing both in Hebrew and Greek. There is nothing without a man that entering into him can defile him. Uh, let's not go into this. It's too big. Who is talking here? Again, let's ask, what's the meaning of nothing? He said there is nothing from outside that can come into a man and defile the man. Does this include that call? That's why he said, let us not go there. Otherwise, some people will take advantage of this message and start misbehaving. There is nothing outside a man that can defile a man. Then he said, except but the things which come from out of him. Ah, this is expensive. But Jesus didn't care. He said what he wanted to say. Nothing from outside. Nothing from outside. No dressing from outside. But the problem is that people dress according to what is inside. If you always want to expose your body, you have a problem. The problem is from within. You are battling something. <laughs> are you with me? <laughs> Paul captured it from Jesus. And it is what I want the church to capture this morning. When Paul captured it, look at the way Paul put it. Romans 14, 14. Paul said, I am persuaded. Give me Romans 14, 14. I know and I'm persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean by itself. But to him that estimates, that means by itself, there's nothing wrong. Money by itself, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with woman by herself. There's nothing wrong with a man by himself. Is there something wrong with a call by itself? <laughs> I don't want to start trouble today. But listen to me very clearly. God forbid. I go on again, Jesus, through the scripture, you know, I am still issue. And my soul hates a call with a passion. Thank God I didn't even. God rescued me before anything started. And I'm grateful for that great escape. I didn't turn bad and now good. It would have been a good story anyway, but it's better not to have experienced the other side. 
Amen. Amen. Yes. So GSS3, it just captured us. You have captured my heart. Consume my heart with your love. So all my life I've been preaching. If all I say is Jesus, I have never been out there joining to do stuff. He rescued me on time. So by the time I was getting to SS1, SS2, there was no interest. All I was doing was just preaching. I went to Abelta Grammar School. Can I say, I preached in every class in my school. Then when I got to you, I saw, now it's too late to like the things of the world. Hallelujah. Are you with me? But I'm just saying, we will answer those other questions later, but that's not their focus today. I'm saying that Jesus said, there is nothing. Paul said, I'm persuaded. He said, it is a man. That means what defiles anything is what comes from inside you about that thing. But we are talking about warfare. What validates and sustains the operation of demons in a family is the mindset of the family that we are under demonic attack. And the mindset are fueled by prophets. Ayah. Someone is 30 and she's not married. Ah. They do always marry on time in your family. A seed of thoughts is being sown to you. It enters you and it begins to grow. It becomes a mindset that there is a problem with us. We don't get married early. It is that thought that demons hold on to to now stop you from getting married on time. Did you get what I've just said now? Faith brings God into action or brings the power of God into operation. Fear brings the power of Satan. The woman has not gone to hospital. They've not scanned. They've not checked anything. Only that second year that marriage is yet to conceive. Satan will stand and begin to speak fear because you must accept his word before his will can come to pass in your life. And he will remind you quickly of somebody, your family also, who didn't get, get, get pregnant on time. And then this one that is not even pregnant at all is trying to create a picture all towards the, this end to create a mindset which is a form of imagination that stays in your soul. He wants to insert a video, play a video in your heart. When that imagination stays, it becomes the remote, the case of remote call, remote and TV, there is a signal. You cannot use LG remote on a Panasonic TV. So you own the remote. That's what demons do. The TV responds because there is something between that DSTV remote and your TV that connects them together, even though they cannot be seen visibly. Thoughts are that, they are like that. Imagination. My hallelujah belongs. That's what the Bible said, that casting down every imagination and thoughts that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. So that is where the voice, there is the knowledge of God. Which says, I know the plan that things towards you. There are plans of good, not of evil. The plan of God tells you that you will live to 80, 85 in health. But there is another thought that is coming. And this is real warfare. There is the verdict of God. That he that the Son of God set free is free indeed. 
If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are new. I cannot belong to a cursed family anymore. I am now into Abraham's covenants. That is God's word. But there is another picture. Ah, one of the days, I will talk about the company that you keep. How they can influence your thoughts. All I, all I, that's what I want to transfer to you today. But we are changed. So I wonder if also read 2 Corinthians 3.18. We are changed in His presence. This gift that has become a curse. So immediately after the fall of man, go back to Genesis 6. Before we read this for 2 Corinthians, uh, Corinthians 3.18. Genesis, Genesis chapter 6 verse 5. Since the fall of man, one of the things that Lucifer polluted, or not even him directly, because of fall of man, everything that God created to yield mighty dividends, corruption entered them. Being barred from entering uh, the garden was not the only problem. God gave this gift to Adam to be able to produce. He told Adam, you are now in charge of the world. Adam named all the animals and he never made a mistake. Do you know how many animals we have? Do you know how many species of fish alone? And Adam called them by name and he never missed anyone. What a memory. If we claim this as a student, then you become first class anywhere you go. And I have a friend who is near. Pastor Femi has been there many times. When we were in UI, he never read anything twice. If he, he will read once, usually will listen to lecture. They will just record and listen just once. If they, several times they will cancel the test or postpone the test till like four weeks, they will tell you that I will not go back to read it again. One day they say, I hate reading. He said, I would rather pray for 12 hours than to read for one hour. But if he first cash law and he went to Harvard University to do my, and he was the best in Harvard University as well. Photographic memory. He did something that shocked me once. They will get to the room in the night and he will say to his PA, uh, people used to help him so it's a place we have to be very to help him to do a few things and so it will say I met Shade, Bola, Tunde Charles, Emeka today and they gave me their number around 11 in the morning, this is 11 in the night and they will tell his roommate, please help me to store their number, Emeka is 080, they only told him once by 11, and least I saw that by 11 and he, will, he, won't, miss, he won't miss them he will not lecture once and any lecture that he attended, he will not read or listen to it again. The class, the classes he made, if he was there and the lecturer said it once, he stays. He stayed for him. That, that was it. That was the grace that God gave Adam. But you know what? Second Adams are here. Superior to the first Adam. God gave Adam this gift. Part of it, imagination. But why did God shut down the entire world? Did you see that in Genesis 11, God testified that there was nothing they were able to, that they were planning, they imagined to do, that they would not be able to do. That was why God had to shut down the world. Adam was the top, number one person of the first creation, the old creation. It was Adam. So the anointing and the mantle rested on him. If God did not end that world, what Adam had was too powerful. The Bible says, by the time he passes to his children, God saw that they thought of men evil continually. You know what? Because of fall, 
many times our imagination tends to go the negative way. But many people don't know how much power is in this thing. All the buildings we ever build in your life, they are inside your imagination. The enemy will rather hijack it towards lust, towards unforgiveness. You imagine over and over again how you have been offended. I just heard about Joshua Rees. I said one of the things we should add to our leadership calling before we bring anybody to leadership is to also find out how, how forgiving are you. Because when you walk anywhere with other people, they will step on your toes. So leadership can be a problem. And we've experienced one or two things. Leadership can be a problem. Somebody can come into leadership and another say something doesn't lie and he gets angry, leaves the church and you wonder whether some people have mastered a piece of Christianity, which is forgiveness. I don't expect not to be offended. But I, I forgive in advance. It's not possible in this world. It's not possible. It's not possible for somebody not to even jam. It's not possible. It's not. Hallelujah. God is not only building you physically, building your account. God is building character in you. And there is only one way we'll do it. If God wants to make you patient, people will annoy you. There's no other way. There's no mantle that falls from heaven and say, patience, you'll receive it. It is, you will be, Paul said, through many tribulations. It's part, you have to prepare for it. Yeah. See, self-pity is demonic, is destructive, and it is dangerous. It's why you won't forget what they did to me. You keep emphasizing that me. I, I beg, he did this to me. It, me and me and me. What about what you are doing to others also? Self-pity. Nobody came to see me. Always me and me. Hallelujah. It is something that has to die. What is affecting marriages also? Me and me and me and me. Me. They don't care about me. They don't listen to me. It's against me. This one, me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, when you think everybody's against you, it can be a form of pride. You are too small for everybody to be against because everybody does not even know you. So how can everybody be against you? And when you start saying, you can begin to live in this illusion and you bring unnecessary warfare into your life. Even somebody that shouldn't have anything against you, you don't know. A few times, God alerts me and I'm able to see beyond physical. But some of these things I don't say. I still told them one on Wednesday. If you come to this compound, we try to play worship every now and then. So because an angel of the Lord told me so. And there was about two weeks that we did not play and I was walking around there in the night praying. And one of them, he spoke from behind me. I, knew, I didn't see physically, but I knew direction and I heard what he said. I told you to play worship 24-7 this. You've not played worship for a while. What is going on? And I said, dear Lord, Father. And it was that particular one that was playing keyboard also midnight. And people in the people, the people at the back, they were here. And they thought it was some of myself playing the keyboard. I don't know how to play. I don't play keyboard. Playing a fantastic lyrics on keyboard chords. Around 1 a.m. If God should open your eyes, you will see that beyond you standing, thoughts 
what's going on inside you is a tangible material all around you. They are repelling blessing or magnet, magnetizing blessing. It's happening repeatedly. They are repelling it or attracting it. They are repelling it or attracting it. When this is when you begin to understand why a man walks in, he wants to help this, this, and this, and he skips this. Yes, it is true. Then you begin to understand what is behind accident many times. I told them that Andrew Omar, two brand new cars. The first day, somebody bashed the first one and destroyed the car. The second day, the second brand new car. And they told his wife, we can't be sad, it's just a material. Shortly after that, they said, anything you want to buy, we buy a car. Sometimes God allows some things to happen. It's not the one causing them to break something inside you. He will just break it. I tell them boys, I listened to a pastor who said that the person he raised and raised and raised his school was a care guy to pray to that one and raised the guy. And he was a prayer coordinator, he was spirit filled, he was ministering to more people than the president of the fellowship. Everybody needs should be the next president, and then they call this his protege to be the president. It's a pending, but well, at least okay, they shall leave me in prayer. Then they announce someone else for prayer, and they announce him as the head of Russia. So his protege started all draining. Can I have one usher there? And he said, you would think that the story, you know, African Nollywood, African magic, that the story will end that at the end, somebody said, nothing happened. It was an usher till the end. Until years later, I came to preach in Lagos and the protocol guy that was carrying his bag happened to be this guy. Listen, God did that. Paul said that because of the abundance of revelation, a message of Satan was given to me. Second Corinthians chapter 12. God is interested in molding character in you. So that in the face of greatness, you don't disappoint and break. Yes. You must master abundance. You must master shortage. You must be able to love and not get offended. Is someone blessed this morning? What do we do? about this imagination that always wants to veer off. It happens to all of us. Natural man has his propensity for thinking. It's always easy to think the negative. Yeah. It's easier to walk in fear than in faith. Except you have been helped. It's natural to fear. But we are supernatural people. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. It's natural. But something can happen to you. Like that pastor or that missionary. Went to a village to buy a black creature appeared in his room. In the middle of the night, scattered everywhere. And when he woke up, he saw this image. He just, I thought it was something more serious. I slept back. I also, the demon began to cry. No one had humiliated him like that. The guy didn't even say in Jesus' name. It's just I thought it was something serious. So it's you. And turned the other way and slept. Then the demon left. Then the man of God woke up. Ah, the demon has scattered the whole room. And he said, in Jesus' name, come back. I will arrange what to scatter. Arrange everything back. And everything. And he said, now, you can go. <laughs> that demon will go to hell and say, ah, oh yeah, yeah, me lady. <laughs> what a... But you know, people even call upon the name of Jesus out of fear. 
Jesus, Jesus, as you are calling, you are running away. <laughs> I didn't get what I'm saying. Fear is natural. Oh, Father, thank you. Have you received the word this morning? You are blessed in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you so much. There is a very strong anointing in this service. Lord, for time, what we cannot do, prayers we cannot pray here, I just ask that you touch everyone, Lord, in an amazing way. Let there be mighty testimonies from this service. Supernaturally meet every need of people standing here. In Jesus' name, and those who are watching us, thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.